Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. I'm your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. FigureChick911. It's great to have you here. I got something for you. I've got a humbling podcast, but also something that's seriously going to take your game to the next level when we're talking about team performance, group performance, results, productivity, and your leadership. All that swirled into one powerful statement. Are you ready? Okay, we're going to lead with this one. This is what it looks like. The speed of the leader determines the speed of the team. And actually, any result, whether it's positive or negative, within a group or team can be substituted in place of that word speed. So if you are... I don't know, the, the, the snail pace of a team or the snail pace of a leader determines the snail pace of, that's hard to say fast, of a team. <laughs> or the efficiency of the leader determines the efficiency of the team. Or the value system of the leader determines the value system of the team. So you can use any word or words interchangeably in that spot, but today, we're going to be focusing more on efficiency, on productivity, and more importantly, speed. Because let's face it, today's world, speed, it really is the new currency. And it's almost like we're living in two separate worlds or solar systems, if you will, because we have like how we used to do things, and that could be mail, that could be phone calls, that could be kind of just like taking your time and going through the things. But people today want results, whether it's your clients, whether it's, you know, the people who you work with, it's even yourself. Like we're so used to getting results all the time that you as the leader have to decide what is what's fast enough, what's too fast, where we're just burning out, we're not able to make, you know, our numbers, we're not able to hit our our productivity. So it comes down to you to make those executive decisions. But if you're not getting the results from your teammates, or your team members, the people who you're leading, and it's like they're wearing cement shoes, and it's just like, I'm going to tell you straight off the bat, you always have to look at yourself first because people will do what they see you do before they do what you tell them what to do. That's just how we are. We're very visual creatures, right? People do what they see, not what they're told. And you can see that all through like childhood. How many times do you tell kids not to do something and then you turn around and do the same thing and then they call you on at it, of course. (laughs) But it leads them down that same path because they're actually watching you. So when you are in the leadership role and all of us are leaders at one point or another in our lives, if you have younger brothers and sisters, you're totally in the leadership role They're looking to you as a role model, good or bad, (laughs) right? And it, it comes down to your 
your actions and how influential you actually are. But if you're not getting the results, you've got to first look at your own systems of operation. So point in case, if we're talking, we had some great conversations today with some coaches and personal trainers in, in, in the fitness industry. And we were talking about, we were building, um, we built a nutrition starter program for women. And it's very interactive. Um, it's got podcasts on there so that while these ladies are either, you know, toting the cars, uh, the kids back and forth in the car from soccer practice to wherever, or maybe they're doing warm up before their workouts, like as long as they can stream, they're going to be able to, to consume the content. And it hits on some of the myths of nutrition, like there is no wagon. You know how people say, oh, we're going to fall off the wagon? Well, there is no wagon. So we hit on things like that. And then we step over into how do, how do you eat? And I you know, put in there this thing that I made up. It's called an energy triage tool. And it, and it, it graphs out for you like when you're having these energy crashes. And it helps you to construct... If you're not working with somebody for like nutrition coaching, it helps you to construct a meal plan that keeps you energized. And then typically what happens is once you eat better, you feel better. And then when you feel better, you do better. It's like this little cascade thing. So I've been talking to some of these trainers and getting feedback from them and how they're using it with their clients and are their clients even listening to it or whatnot. And some of the trainers, their complaints were it's it's like my my clients stall like they do okay for a couple weeks if something is new and then all of a sudden they just like they quote unquote they fall off the wagon and it's been like this for a long time and I just I don't know what else it is we know we talk about goals we talk about this and we talk about that and they're in that cycle of trying new things and and it only works for two weeks and then you know they fall off the wagon and they revert back to their old habits or they lose their focus or it's so it's no different like where you are I think probably fitness can be a little bit more challenging because it's totally a self-led project it's not like when you're at work and the motivation is for you to not get fired right typically if you're if you need productivity to happen at work or you need to get stuff done you know the there's repercussions if you don't produce like you lose your job <laughs> but usually in fitness that's not the case so you know the the accountability and you know the stake is a little bit higher because there's really there's nothing outside of your own personal reasons why you're doing something to hold you accountable right and so what we're trying to do too is to is to address some of the the myths and some of the the falsities that people learn about nutrition that cause them to go on radical diets and in my opinion it's it's true you know, like nutrition it gets into a little bit like physiology how does the body work you know how does nutrition play into that etc cetera, etc cetera, so that we can set them up for the next level of coaching which is, of course, going to be congruence with the meal plan and getting all of your quality calories and your nutrients in. So it, it begins like it's the starter program to start building that foundation. And 
a couple of these trainers were, you know, complaining like it doesn't seem like anything's really happening. Nobody's, you know, making as a group. We don't have the results that we want. And <laughs> I, I, I wrote down a sentence, and it was the sentence that we led with in this podcast, which is the speed of the leader determines the speed of the team. And again, you can substitute out any word that you want for it. So the accountability of the leader determines the accountability of the team. The congruence of the leader determines the congruence of the team. The integrity of the leader determines the integrity of the team etc etc and a lot of the work that I do is actually through other health and fitness professionals and I've explained that before on these different podcasts and that's certainly the case as it is right now where sometimes as a leader you have to grow and invest in yourself first in order to be able to take your people to the next level because there's still work on yourself, your own personal modes of operation that need to be buff puffed and shined before you're able to lead other people. It's kind of like that statement, you, how does that go? You can't teach what you don't know and you can't lead where you won't go. So it gets back to the concept of integrity that your walk has to match your talk all the time because your people are watching you even when you don't think that they are they totally are they're watching what you post on social media they're watching what you eat or don't eat they're watching how much water you drink they're watching if you work out they're watching how you spend your money they're watching how you interact with people like they're watching all of these different things and while on the one hand, people honestly are, are kind of self-absorbed and they don't totally watch. The people who are watching you because you're the leader, you're in charge of them, they watch you very closely. And they're watching for the cues of what to do. They're not watching to try to catch you in error and you know call you, call you out and then throw you underneath the bus. They're watching you because they trust you and they're looking to grow themselves. And so they're looking to model themselves after you, who's the person who they actually trust. So when it comes down to these levels of productivity and how accountable people are, you always have to remember that every time you point a finger, there's always three fingers pointing back at you. And so then you have to start looking at the areas where, okay, are are my people meal prepping? No. Am I? No. Well, if you're not doing it, how do you expect your people to do it? They're not going to do it. That's just how it works. Now, some people might, but typically what happens is that if your athlete or the, the people who you're leading, if their skills like far exceed yours, they won't stay because there's no place for you to take them. Does that make sense? So you always have to come to the table better than them. You have to still bring value to the table, but a lot of times you're going to have to pick up your pace so that they pick up their pace. They're going to follow your pace. Does that make sense? And so you got to get your shit together. (laughs) 
I was thinking of a nicer and, and more gentler way to say that. But when you're working and working and working and working, as I know a lot of people are, I know my, my training, I have training clients, my training clients, they work their asses off. And I know that my health and fitness professionals with, you know, who are my peers, who are in my network, the people who I collaborate and do, you know, business with, they're working their asses off. Like everybody is working their asses off and really not making many strides. Or if they are, there's no room for margin within their day. There's no other room for other activities for them to add because they're literally maxed out for time. So the next thing in order for you to be able to speed up, you actually have to drop off. It's kind of like if you're driving a car. Does that make sense? You know, what, what, think about this in terms of like fuel efficiency and the speed of a vehicle. What gives you better uh, fuel efficiency? If you have a car that's loaded with luggage or not? right? What allows the car to travel faster, one that's loaded with luggage or not? Not. The luggage weighs things down. It causes the engine, I think, to have to work harder, but it consumes more gas because you have to generate more power because there's more weight involved there. So you actually have to to unpack or, or leave some of that luggage behind in order for you to be able to move a little bit quicker. Does that make sense? And so oftentimes, if we're just looking at this through the lens of how you run your 24, right, like 24 hours in the day, oftentimes you're over, over diversified and over committed, over booked on where you spend your time. And so in order for you to have some mobility, you actually have to regain stability because stability precludes dynamism. I did a, a, a plateau series on this on my uh, fitness website, figurechick911.com, and we were talking about busting through plateaus. And one of the concepts is that you're not going to be able to bust through an athletic plateau if your, your root is not stable, right? So if you have core weakness and you're unstable, or if you have ankle instability, you're not going to be able to perform athletically very dynamically at all because your whole entire effort of your body is going to be spent on stabilizing you first. And then whatever energy and explosivity is left over, then it's going to allow you to, to move into athletic performance. So you actually like, it's like wasting the energy. Does that make sense? And it's the same thing with how you perform in your 24. That if you're over diversified and you're, you're working, you know, beyond capacity and, and you're cutting back on sleep and, and now you're drinking a lot of coffee in order to be able to stay awake and this, that, and the other, it's the same exact thing. You're never going to be able to increase your levels of productivity, your leadership skills, because you have too much on your plate. So what's the solution? You have to cut back. You have to somehow get rid of the non-essentials in order to become more focused, more stable, 
probably better at what you're doing too, more organized as well, in order for you to become a master of the things that you're trying to master. It's just that you're too diversified right now. You can't be good at all of the things even though you're trying to. And sometimes in order for you to become better at the things, sometimes that unpacking or leaving things behind or you know letting go of some of the luggage, sometimes that's the circle of influence that you're around. Sometimes if you're not getting that level of productivity that you are looking for, usually if you're meet this is what I know, if you're meeting resistance as the leader, okay? So you have to be able to make the distinction. Are we not getting results because we're teaching our people something new and it's still kind of foreign to them and they're still learning and getting used to it and we know that with continued this could be like a computer system a computer program right at first it like it causes life to come to a screeching halt but then sooner or later people get comfortable with it they get adept at with how it how it's laid out and how to use it and they pick up their speed is that the situation that you're in or do you have a bunch of people around you who are actually refusing it's almost like they're intentionally putting on their cement shoes so that they can stay exactly where they are and nothing is going to change. Either because they're addicted to disappointment and they want to stay disappointed and so they'll do things to kind of like sabotage the flow. Give them something to complain about. <laughs> Or is this something that they're putting their cement shoes on they don't even know that they're doing it? Are you dealing with issues of like codependency within your team? It happens all the time and sometimes it can be insidious, the onset of it. And again, that comes back to you to be able to make very powerful distinctions about the forces at play and what you're going to do about it. But ultimately, it's just that. It's up to you to make distinctions about the forces at play and what you're going to do about it. This is what I know. We can sit and talk and complain about how people don't produce and about how they don't show up in their lives and this, that, and the other. But what is your ultimate goal? I'm going to hit on a soft spot here. It's sensitive spot most likely and it was you know what it was a piece of advice that came from such a dear friend of mine um, long before the podcast ever even started we were working on building the transformation gold coaching and training academy as an online platform we do seminars we do one-on-one coaching we do you know, personal professional development, like we, we can do, we can structure ourselves to accommodate your needs. But, um, I knew at the time the speed is of the essence that, you know, working in different time zones, there was, you know, the barrier that sometimes people would be asleep when I was awake or vice versa, or people are shift workers and they're up at one o'clock in the morning and maybe I'm not working on that cycle. And so I wanted to be able to support people and capture them no matter what time of day it was. 
and the obvious and then also be able to scale it out for a business and so the obvious answer was to take our content and our products and our programs and transpose them into online coaching and training so hence it's the transformation gold coaching and training academy and it just happens to turn out that I had started before I had, um, this is like a long time coming, this is several, several years. I used to have like five different, four or five different websites that I was hosting. It was like crazy town for real. But um, what the hell was I just saying? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm honestly training myself to be able to stay awake longer to do these late night champion mindset coaching calls and I just totally blanked out so you're watching me like in progress as I'm training myself. So anyway, I was wanting to have something online to support people who wanted to stream because people are up at all different times of the day and this was such a humbling project to work on because I have no tech background like whatsoever. I'll just be totally honest about that. It wasn't anything that I ever wanted to learn. I've learned more about tech than I care to ever even know. But when you get up in the in the in the world of digital and internet marketing, like speed is of the essence. And when you're feeling the pushback, like you're trying to pump out content into the world. You're trying to pump out change into your organization and you are met with with complete resistance. Not just the usual like, ah, wah, wah. I'm talking like digging the heels in the sand and then pouring concrete on top of that. That's a lose-lose situation. There's no cajoling individuals who refuse to grow, who refuse to adapt, and who refuse to move forward. You're gonna exhaust yourself in the long run, for real, because you're gonna spend all of your energy and waking efforts on motivating people when at the end of the day motivation is actually a responsibility it's not something that needs to be garnished or should be garnished from other people although uh, you obviously there's going to be times when it helps to listen to different podcasts or different motivational speakers because they have they bring to the table a high level of energy and after you've been hanging around a bunch of soul sucking negative, excuse my language, broke dicks, you need some refreshing energy to get your to get your grind back on and get your head back on straight. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're feeling resistance, again, not because people are kind of grumpy and like, wah, wah, wah. I'm talking like you're trying to push stuff through and there's like this major blockade. You can be 100% certain that somebody is pushing against you and that's why you're not actually getting the results. So you can speed up your systems all day long. If you have a group of people or even one person who refuses to grow, but that individual is a complete, they're like completely influential, you're in for a ride because those, I mean, that's like a, that's like a cancer to your organization, the refusal to grow. 
and there's really, I mean, you can try to navigate your way around it, but it really, it never ends up becoming the best product, the best outcome at all, because it's so intertwined with just, let's say low level, and we'll leave it at that, codependency. <laughs> so what's the solution? The solution is to get rid of those people. I know that that sounds harsh. Sometimes you're going to have to fire clients. If they continually do that, you have to start thinking about this from the angle, from the lens of the fact that they represent you. And if they're not making progress, and if they're walking around dissing you or dissing your brand, because they're not make, they're not getting results, but it's it's a hundred percent on them that they're not getting the results because they're not doing any of the work. I know what it's like when you lose clients. You have this fear of, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay the bills? Well, remember, whether you're hiring on for a team or an actual like official organization, it's up to you to keep your pipeline full. Like that's the other dimension when you are coaching and training, um, back to what my dear friend told me, um, and I was, you know, putting together this, like some of the ideas for the podcast, he said to me, Nick, I think the biggest one is you have to decide, are you in this to make money or are you in this to help people? And he's very, he's very like black and white. He's either over here, over here. And that's, he's a director of operations. And so it's very, he, in that space, he's, you always know where you stand with him. Like there's never any question. It's a very, very clean, like interaction of a relationship. There's no gray areas with him typically, although he's one of like the most soft hearted people you're ever going to meet in your whole entire life. But he made that statement And it really left a strong impression on me that when I come around now and I work with different coaches and trainers, and sometimes in the early stages, they collect (laughs) like dust bunnies, except the dust bunnies of uh, codependency and complacency and refusal to grow. And they're just kind of like thrown like a little dog biscuit. Okay, here is, you know, you're going to be your client, you're going to be somewhat busy but deep inside their heart of hearts like they honestly want to help people become better whether it is helping them lose fat from their body whether this is increasing athletic performance whether it's simply how they look aesthetically like that's really why fitness people go into the fitness industry like they like helping people but just like it is in nursing just like it is in teaching you reach that point where you have to draw a line and you have to set some sort of a standard and the expectations for them to be able to work with you because not everybody is granted the permission to be able to work with you you can't you can't have sense of entitlement even if they're paying you they still have to work for it there's they still have to have skin in the game Otherwise, what's going to keep them in there? They're going to continue on doing their their bad behavior or their low-level behavior. They're not going to be getting results. 
they're going to be talking to their friends and family about this. I'm not getting any results. This, that, blah, blah, blah. She's a terrible coach. He's a horrible trainer. When it's them who's honestly not showing up and doing the work, but you're never going to be able to impress that upon somebody when they're in that mode of blaming other people, just like it will never be impressed upon you if you continue to blame other people. So leadership always starts at the top and you've got to be willing to hold yourself accountable for the exact same things that you are trying to impress and, and upon your people and lead them through. Does that make sense? And it comes back to your levels of integrity. Oh, I know, it's like a never, it's a never ending game if you would it can be frustrating but it can also be cool as hell because once you understand this you're also able to integrate this into your practice into your day into uh, how you you know leave a bill or invoice somebody but it comes back to your being that aware of your weaknesses so that you can attack them with reckless abandonment and ultimately turn them into your strengths. And it's messy in the beginning, right? You're trying, it's like churning, churning a, a butter urn with mud in it. It's like thick and it's super, super, super hard to move, but eventually you get it. Don't you? You do. And then you move forward from there. So at the end of the day, anytime you're not getting the results that you want, particularly when you're in a leadership position, you always have to look, all right, at the three fingers that are pointing at you every time you point your finger. And you have to ask yourself the question. You use you know, your own word here. The speed of the leader determines the speed of the team. I guess it's not a question. The question is, am I upholding my end of the bargain and acting out this, the things that I expect from my people? Am I living them out? If I expect them to meal prep, if I expect them to show up at the gym five days a week, am I actually doing those things? Because that's what seals the deal with your people. How's that? Awesome, right? Well, that's all we got for this evening. It's a little bit shorter of a podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Again, my name is Nicole DeVincentis. And this has been Transformation Gold Coaching and Training Academy podcast. You can find us on Google, Google Music, Google Podcasts, Apple uh, iTunes, and Spotify. You can also ask Siri and that other one, uh, what's her name, Alexa, to search for us. (laughs) And then simply search Transformation Gold uh, podcast. So thank you again, everybody, for joining us. Make it a great night. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.